truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Thanks for joining us here today, live and on demand on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. 888-933-93 is the number. Keep it handy. Because we are going to have um, a two-way, hopefully, conversation with you throughout the course of most of this program here today. 888-900-3393. We are going to attempt to have a serious conversation uh, about what occurred this weekend. Uh, more on that in a moment. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the program steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. What we're going to talk about today in the overtime, for those of you that are Blaze TV subscribers, we're going to talk about how much should we, as conservatives, how much should we self-edit? Meaning, uh, if, if we want to have access to, to broadcast media platforms, if we want to have access to social media platforms, how much should we be willing to adopt the terminology, preferred pronoun usage, um, things of that nature, in order to maintain our presence? And is there ever a place where the lunacy becomes so absurd that that we just acknowledging it on any level impugns the integrity of the very form of alternative media we are attempting to be. What are those points? We're going to address that today for our subscribers here on Blaze TV in the overtime. If you're not yet a subscriber and you'd like to be one, blazetv.com slash dace is how you can get your Blaze TV subscription at a reduced rate with my name as a promo code right now. And that'll give you access to all of the exclusive programming we do from Glenn Beck and Mark Levin at the top of the food chain to other programming, us way down here uh, at the bottom, the plankton, if you will. You get all of us from the plankton to the king of the jungle, all of us uh, at blazetv.com slash dace using my name as a promo code with a reduced subscription to Blaze TV. Now, one of the reasons we have to have this conversation is because there's there's there are just certain places in America today that, that we can't go and do business unless we are going to have to engage with or rely upon those whose values are against us. And that that makes it even more of a prime directive when the option presents itself for us to do business with people that are like-minded. We should take advantage of it. Uh, and nowadays, you cannot live without a mobile phone in America. So if if you're looking to to get the same service, but with a company that supports the same values that you do, check out Patriot Mobile, the only veteran-led conservative mobile phone company. You'll get the exact same coverage you get from everybody else, except they will use a portion of, of their profits that you give to them for, for the things that you believe in. For example, since 2015, Patriot Mobile has donated over $2 million to various conservative causes around the country. And with plans starting as low as $25 a month, why wait now? And I'll give you even one more incentive. If you go to PatriotMobile.com, PatriotMobile.com, any, select any plan, you will get a free month of service if you use the promo code Come on over. All right, promo code, come on over at patriotmobile.com. You get a free month of service for any plan you choose. Patriotmobile.com, promo code, come on over. And now here's Aaron with what happened while we were away. 
What happened while we were away? Two mass shootings rocked the nation over the weekend. The first one was at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas. A gunman entered the store while opening fire, killing 20 people and wounding dozens more. The gunman had released a manifesto before the attack detailing his white nationalistic worldview. He was taken into custody by police after the attack. Then on Sunday morning in Dayton, Ohio, another gunman, this time wearing a bulletproof vest, opened fire in the middle of a popular nightlife district in the city. Thanks to an abnormally fast response time by local law enforcement, about 30 seconds, the attack was mitigated, but nine people were murdered and dozens others wounded. The Dayton, Ohio gunman's motives are still unclear, though his social media presence did indicate he was at least interested in Satanism and was a leftist supporter of Antifa. He was killed during the attack. President Trump tweeted multiple times over the weekend regarding the two attacks and on Monday morning said, Second, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. Cultural change is hard, but each of us can choose to build a culture that celebrates the inherent worth and dignity of every human life. That's what we have to do. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Hatred warps the mind, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. A story of heroism surfaced during the El Paso attacks. Army specialist Glenn Oakley describes his efforts to keep children safe during the shooting. Um, you being in a situation where you're seeing it here in El Paso, like, how does that make you feel? I'm in the military, so when I just, I hear gunshots, I just think, you know, take cover, save whoever I can. But I was just so worried about those kids, man, because ain't no telling. Because I, I heard it was more than one shooter. I heard it was four. And I'm just worried about those kids. I wasn't even really worried about I was trying to pick up the kids, man. I, I wasn't really worried about myself, so. You know, it just brings back flashbacks of, you know, it's just... Uh, I just hope the kids are. That's all I'm thinking about right now is the kids. And also in El Paso, blood donation centers reportedly had to turn people away because of the overwhelming response of the community to the attack. Of course, reaction from the left and the media was the usual one, with everyone and their mother calling everyone and their mother white nationalists and calling for increased gun control and condemning the phrase thoughts and prayers. If you're wondering why we're unable to have adult conversations about these two stories from over the weekend, well, pay attention to the last two stories in the montage. Victoria's Secret announced recently it's hired its first openly transgender model. And finally, this happened at the Democratic Socialists of America event in Atlanta, Georgia, over the weekend. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point of personal privilege. Um, yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I 
just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Okay. We're broken. And that's what happened while we were away. So here's what we're going to do today. We are going to attempt to have a serious conversation about this and to provide you a platform to have it with us here today at 888-933-93. 888-933-93. The top 12 mass shootings in American history have all taken place since 2007. And we just, we just had two of them take place over the weekend. Two of the 12 worst. I want to I lay some ground rules, however. Number one, you don't, if, if, you know, I'm a Second Amendment person. I'm not a gun guy. Meaning, I don't know all the terminology and lexicons. I don't go shooting in my spare time, typically. So I'm a a big Second Amendment person, but I'm not a gun guy. If that's you and and you have questions that you'd like to ask, Aaron is a big gun guy. So you don't have to feel like unless you've got an armory in your basement and a rewards card, um, you know, at at the at the 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 sportsman store, you can't take part in this conversation. You're an American. You pay taxes. Yes, you can. Because there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Um, for those of you that are new to our show, and this occurred before we made uh, the merger here with, with the Blaze. After what happened in Parkland, I, I wrote a column for USA Today. You know, all the talk, it's, this was the worst school shooting we've had now since Columbine. We need to have... Uh, we, we need to have the, a, a conversation about this. I'm like, okay, then let's have it. And boy, you guys remember, I got blistered by many people in our audience for even inviting a conversation. And the conversation devolved in quickly into AR-15 stands for assault rifle. It doesn't. It's actually the name of a manufacturer. It's, it has, the AR doesn't sound, stand for assault rifle. And everybody that belongs to the NRA are Nazis. Okay. Which leads me to my second ground rule. We're not going to sit here and kvetch about Democrats in the media. I mean, in 2016, Republicans offered them a gun control measure. They all voted against it. The president is offering them a gun control measure this morning with what's called red flag laws. And while this hasn't been spelled out, conceptually what it would mean is if you have a protective order against you, if you're on any kind of a watch list then um, what's called rapid due process takes place for you to be able to obtain a weapon. A background check is insufficient. Now, who knows specifically how that would work itself out, but that's conceptually what it looks like. And we'll see if the Democrats will even go along with that. I mean, they, it could be, guns could be for them like the border. Confiscation or nothing, right? So this isn't about what, what's going on in the left America. 
you know, I was probably the last remaining holdout on trying to give, or one of them anyway, on trying to give Jake Tapper a benefit of the doubt. And I'm still appreciative to what he does with veterans, but that's like basic Americanism. Treat veterans well. <laughs> I mean, that's like your kid, you, you, you bragging, hey, my kid's an engineer now because they know uh, addition and subtraction, basic mathematics, all right? But, but it also goes to show how shallow the gene pool is in his industry, that he's one of the few that will even do that. But he helmed, he, he, he's out there uh, bitching and moaning that they made 50 requests for Republicans to come on his show on Sunday, and all of them said no. Well, in case you had forgotten, Mr. Tapper was who emceed the town hall after Parkland. Well, Marco Rubio showed up, and essentially there was nobody stopping any people in the, in, in, uh, in the aisles from grabbing a microphone and, and, bl and calling him Hitler and blaming him for it. Dana Lash had needed security to get out of the building that evening. And we walked out of there and Kyle Kashev and uh, became, or no, I'm, uh, that's the guy who was on the right. Who was the, I'm thinking of, uh, the 18-year-old at uh, uh, high school. Hog. 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 Yeah, Hog. They, yeah. I've, I've, my mind has willfully removed his name from my memory banks. Okay. So that's where David Hogg, all that did was accomplish was David Hogg became a thing for about six months. And, and all he became was an instrument to boycott conservative media outlets, advertisers. And then second, he was like the Pete Buttigieg of gun control. He was just there to troll you. He had no other function. That's why he's not around anymore. He served his purpose. He's moved on. He's an adult now. He, 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 he can't be a foil. He's over 18. And the other thing we had that evening was uh, Sheriff Israel was presented as the local hero. And then it was later... Jake Tapper's own reporting from CNN that exposed that his own town hall was a total lie and Sheriff Israel probably should be tarred and feathered and in a prison cell as we speak. CNN got an award for that. Oh, not, not for exposing Sheriff Israel. Oh, no. No, no CNN got a, it got, it was like a Peabody or something, Pulitzer, something like that, for the town hall itself that was a complete and total lie. Was, the, was perhaps the fakest news of 2018 until Brett Kavanaugh's marauding band of rapists came along. I'm not... I, so, when I said a serious conversation, that's going to disqualify some things. But these things are happening now in the what's left of America where we live. A guy walked into a Walmart in El Paso, places where people that like us and you shop, go on a regular basis in your hometown and started aiming at little babies and shooting at them. Dayton, Ohio, this is state Trump won by nine points. Populations less than 200,000. I just described what Cedar Rapids, Iowa, right? Yep. Walked into what is the nightlife district in Dayton, Ohio. And the mayor said there that if police had not been already on the scene because it's, a, it's an evening in the nightlife district and were able to respond in less than a minute, it's possible that the death toll could have been in the triple digits. So I, I would like us to have a serious conversation about this. I, I, I don't want to react. I don't care what Democrats say. We, we know what they think. They want the Second Amendment repealed. We know this. That's not a serious conversation. I don't care what was on MSNBC or CNN. 
That's, those, that's not serious. These are our neighborhoods where this is occurring, where we live. And, and so you, you don't need to call me today and, and point out to me, there were 27 gun deaths in Chicago over the weekend and nobody cared. I know that. We know that. That's not a serious conversation. Because the people that, the people that want to politicize these gun tragedies don't care about baby murder and don't care about the kill boxes that are most inner cities in America today, and they haven't cared. They just go there and mine for votes and race bait anyway. We know these things. That, that doesn't do anything to comfort the family of that mother who threw herself over her infant in an aisle at Walmart to protect her child and was shot to death. That, that won't do anything for her and her family to understand how could this happen in America. I understand they don't, they, most of them are ignorant, beyond ignorant on guns. Alyssa Milano was trending nationally on Twitter over the weekend, demanding uh, or mocking Walmart for being a place where you can just go and buy guns. You haven't been able to buy guns at Walmart in about five years. I think it was 2014, 2015 that they ceased selling guns. That was trending nationally on Twitter. Saturday evening. So I, I've put all those things out there for you so that we can, we can now dispense with the silly and the meaningless. And we can maybe have a, a serious conversation about this. Every radical manifestation of the various worldview clashes at stake in the culture, well, I should say, ideological clashes at stake in the culture have been on display now. I have read at least what it has not yet been confirmed by the authorities, but I did read the entire four page manifesto that the El Paso killer put out. Now there's an entire section there that you're not being shared. That's not being shared with you in most media accounts by on right and the right and the left, basically. There's an entire section there where he talks about the Lorax and environmentalism and uh, people are a waste, of, you know, are, are, are wasting resources. The vast majority of it, that section aside, though, the vast majority of it, though, it's almost too perfect if you've read it. It's almost too well-worded. I mean, I don't know too many 21, 21 year olds who communicate like this. The, the, it's, like a, it's, it's, it's like a perfect construct of xenophobic, alt-right, white nationalist sentiments. But it's there. We still don't know if, um, if, if it's true or not. But apparently he has told police when he was detained that that was his motivation for what he was for what he was doing. And now we have a, an, a, an individual in Dayton whose, I think his parents have, uh, or his, one member of his family has an extensive background in psychology. I believe he was a psychology major or a yep. student in college. Um, his social media feed has all kinds of friendly photos with him and his sister. And he murdered his sister and her boyfriend and then went down to that district and started, started shooting people. And now we're seeing that, and it's been, it's been, I, I know I've been watching this take place all, week, all weekend on social media. 
One tribe didn't want to talk about ideologies when it was the El Paso shooter, and that's all the other tribe wanted to talk about. And, and now that we've got another shooter in Dayton, the side that didn't want to talk about ideologies with El Paso suddenly does, and the side that wanted this to be all about ideologies with El Paso wants to continue to talk about El Paso, and it's like the ideologies of the Dayton shooter are nowhere to be found in most of our media, because it doesn't fit the narrative. The worst mass shooting in American history took place October 1st, 2017 at a heavily surveillanced casino in Las Vegas, right on the Strip, one of the most surveilled non-government agency buildings in the United States of America. And it was a straight white male who did it. We know nothing about his motive. Nothing. And a lot of the same people that are peddling so gun control policies that already are in place or gun laws that are, have already been have already been enacted we've had a ban on assault weapons since 1987 Aaron has never lived in a world where an assault weapon was legal so so many of these things that are being bandied about are being bandied about by the very same people that don't care for whatever reason about why the dreaded straight white male in Las Vegas began opening fire so we're going to admit up front there's a mass narrative battle taking place here. We know that. That's a, that's a topic that has been an ongoing in this phenomenon from the very beginning. We have never shied away from that in the past, and we won't shy away from it in the future. But if we fixate on that in this conversation, we're not going to have a serious conversation. We're going to do a lot of the same kind of programming we do on a regular day. This is not a regular day. We just had two of the worst mass shootings take place within 24 hours in hubbubs of Americana. Aaron, what have you been able to research over the weekend about what was used by each of these shooters in terms of how obtainable are these uh, ingredients for a mass shooting? So the El Paso shooter used a WASR-10 rifle. It's a semi-automatic variant of the AK-47. The ammunition for the WASR-10 is actually less powerful than the 223, which is what the AR-15 uses. Mm -hmm. So in his manifesto, the shooter uh, details how he got essentially hollow point ammunition, which makes the round more lethal. Uh, as far That's as, about as far as I, uh, I go with... What I've been able to, to, to figure where, out where about could, this Where could any of our listeners acquire that kind of ammo? Um, you can get it. Uh, you can order it. I'm sure you can order it online. You can get it at a gun uh, shop. This specific type of ammo that he got, this specific brand, I'm not sure uh, whether or not you know you can get that uh, readily available at your local gun stop. But, um, but that's, that's basically where you'd get it. And then the uh, Dayton Shooter, it appears that he's using an AR-15 style uh, weapon. It was using 223 ammo. That is that is con confirmed. Both of these guns, by the way, were semi-automatic, and uh, he was carrying the the Dayton shooter was carrying what the media is calling a double drum, uh, which is uh, basically a, a clip or a magazine that holds about 100 shots. So, and he was also wearing a bulletproof vest. With both of these guys, as far as I can read, and as far as the research that I've gone. Um, shows both all of this stuff was acquired legally 
Uh, with the case of the Dayton shooter, he actually purchased the weapon in Texas and I believe had it shipped to Ohio. So there's a little bit of, um, I don't know, there's a little bit of ambiguity there. But uh, all of this, from what I've been able to tell, was purchased legally. So for people that don't, that might be Second Amendment people, but aren't gun people, can you inform them why the average gun owner would utilize that kind of ammunition? For what? Well, the hollow point, I mean, if you're going to do self-defense hollow point uh, for really subcompact handguns, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, sometimes for hunting, uh, if you want to kill something with a lot of, of uh, you know, basically the hollow point has a lot of stopping power. And so that type of ammunition, um, you know, that's for self-defense and for some larger game, I would say. You know, I, I'm, I know my, enough about guns to be dangerous, but that's basically what I would say as far as hollow point goes. As far as the drum round, if you're just want, I mean, the best case scenario is if you're just wanting to have fun at the shooting range and just empty out a hundred rounds one after the other that's basically the only reason i can think that you want to have that or if you're um you know again just basically going for a joy a joy ride on your gun so this kind of ammunition he was able to acquire this both of these shooters were able to acquire this is there any sort of security check background check or anything of that nature on ammunition like there would be if they were um, ordering the firearms themselves. Yeah, I mean, as far as ammunition goes, no. I think anybody, I mean, as I, I believe anybody can just go in and walk and purchase ammunition, from what I understand. For this specific ammo, um, I I think the last time I purchased ammo, it was actually hollow point for a subcompact gun that I have. And I don't even think I was carded uh, at the place that I, that I bought this at. I'm not, I can't quite remember for sure. But most of this stuff... There's no bat, like extensive background check for just ammo, if that answers your question. Okay. All right. So as you watched this transpire over the weekend, Aaron, I gave some of my initial thoughts. What were some of yours as you, as you followed the coverage and researched it and, and, and watched um, the carnage that took place in both Dayton and El Paso? My overall and initial gut reaction Two things, gun control, red flag laws, these, these ideas that we have for legislation to try to make this less, at least less recurring, less often, it's just, it's kind of irrelevant to me when you look at these guys and what their supposed motivations were. Like, I, I hope that there's something we can do to make this less likely to happen. But what's driving this is not going to be contained by some white paper, by some um, amendment, by some bill. That's, it's not going to contain this. My initial reaction was this. We need divine intervention in this country, guys. We do. And maybe we're under, as Chris Pandolfo from Blaze Media and I were talking last night, maybe we're under divine judgment. And this is one of the one of the signs. But that just, I think, underscores all the more that we need divine intervention. And, you know, secondly, as well, when you when you take when you think about all of 
all of these shootings that we've witnessed, all the shootings that I've witnessed in, in my lifetime as well, um, there is, there is a, a darkness, again, that we just, we are not privy to, thankfully and blessedly on a day-to-day basis in our own lives as we go about our mundane lives. But there is a darkness, a pervasive darkness in this country right now. And this is going to sound really heartless and really um, kind of blasé. But guys, we don't know what bathroom to use. We kill babies in the tens of thousands. What do you, th- what do you think is going to happen? may not look like um, mass shootings, but what do you think is going to happen to, as Todd pointed out on Twitter, I don't want to steal your thunder, Todd, but as Todd pointed out on Twitter, if we can't even have basic conversations about the nature of reality, I, what, do you, what do you expect? Again, that sounds blasé, but that's just, I think that's just a truth of where we're at culturally and spiritually. Todd, I'll get some of your thoughts here uh, after the break. And and we definitely want to hear from you as well. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Let's have a serious conversation about where we are with mass shooters in America. We'll turn it over to you when we return. Stay tuned. Hey, if you watched a recent episode of 60 Minutes, then you saw the former uh, head of the FBI Cyber Crimes Unit on there warning you about what we've been trying to warn you about for for many moons now, and that is uh, the latest crime spree fad. It's called home title fraud. And the reason why your home titles are being targeted by scammers is twofold. Number one, they're more available than ever before because a lot of them are kept online in databases that can be hacked. And then number two, Uh, Your own home is the most valuable investment the vast majority of Americans will ever have. And so what the thieves do is they hack into these databases, they forge their name onto your paperwork, and then they take out loans against your equity using your home as the collateral. And often you're not even going to know about this until the late payment notices start arriving in the mail uh, or maybe even the dreaded foreclosure notice as well. You know what? Your home mortgage company cannot protect you. Banks can't protect you. But for pennies a day, Home Title Lock will. They'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title. If they detect anything nefarious whatsoever, they're on it to protect your home. You can find out right now, in fact, for free, if your home's title has already been tampered with, with a free title scan and report at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. We want to open up the phone lines and give you an opportunity uh, to speak about where we are at with uh, with outbursts of, of of gun massacres in America now. We've had 12 of the worst ever since just 2007. We just had two in a 24-hour period over the weekend. Share your thoughts with us. What is not being done? What's not being looked at? 888-900-3393 is the number here to the blaze. 888-900-3393. 93. And Todd and Aaron and I have each had an opportunity to share our thoughts. Um, now you can kind of make your 
uh, opening statement. What say you? Well, I'm not worried about Aaron stealing my thunder to the degree that I've got any thunder on this. I hope it's echoed far and wide. Uh, listen, the, the culture is mentally ill. It's not just, uh, you know, the people killing, uh, doing the killing. The entire culture is mentally ill. Um, I, if we don't stop hurting people to the degree uh, that we are these days, words, actions, uh, various versions of what reality means, we can't, we, it, it's impossible to coexist as a people. Uh, that I this Mario Lopez thing, it, just a couple days ago, just before this, it, the timing is perfect. I, I think they're talking about firing him now because he dared to bring up the fact that you know a three year old probably shouldn't be picking his gender. That, we're talking that if you don't think the fact that the masses have gravitated around ideas like that is something we should be seriously discussing uh it and you don't think people are gonna ultimately go insane swimming in that environment i i got no help for you and all of the wailing and gnashing of teeth that we're doing it, it it's if it unless it begins and ends with lord have mercy on us this is what aaron's talking about with revival it's not remotely serious whether it's talking about gun control or mental illness or any other thing we want to talk about, we this is exactly what we mean by revival. Because right now, en masse, we are insane. Look around at what the, pe- the people that you sit with on the soccer sidelines or wherever you go, what they care about, what's important to them, how they communicate that, the emphasis they put in and in proportion to everything else. The the uh, the fact that uh, fatherhood has so uh, been so devalued. That's one of the first questions I have with all of these uh, young men who do this, whether they're white or black or whatever. Where have their fathers been? What is their family situation? How much time do they sit in isolation on their phone, or playing video games, or watching movies, or d- doing whatever? I mass insanity is what's going on right around you in this very culture it's why i i I talk frequently about reality aaron brought it up bathrooms we we have gone all the way back to the creation male and female he created them we are told something fundamental there about who we are and thousands upon thousands of years into the future now we've backed up to that very point we've blown it all up all that god said is good yeah we're nuking we are flat out nuking it so what do you expect there's no program there's no dialogue there's no david french column good grief clearly there's no david french column yeah that's well said todd and um this, I honestly, we, we try to have fun here on the show, but on, on weekends like this with the news cycle being what it was, it is, it is a slap in the face again to the, the spiritual darkness 
And the fact that we are so far gone, the fact that you even have to ask or ask some of the, the questions, and those questions need answers, but the fact that you have to ask some of the questions that you just did all the more underscores that our only hope is divine intervention, like literally divine intervention. And we've talked about how revival starts before. It doesn't start with you recognizing your own sinfulness. It starts with the Holy Spirit getting you to recognize your own uh, your own sinfulness at, at a personal level and then on up to the uh, uh, on up to the corporate level as well and that is that is where we're at we need uh, each one of us needs a miracle or we needed a miracle in our own lives before we we came to uh, came to the cross um, but that's that's where we that's where we're at that's just the reality of the situation there's there's like you said there's no white paper there's no column that could be written to try to fix this, the best laid plans of, of, of mice and men, guys. Uh, we do have a couple of calls on the line right now. Neil in Arizona, uh, you are on uh, on air on uh, Blaze TV radio and podcast. Neil, uh, what say you, sir? I think that you got to remember something that it was called murder, not killing. I wish that everybody would use that term because it really does yep, mean something. Yep, that's a good point. And the other thing is we are not conceived with capital crime so we can be murdered as children in the womb. We are not born with a criminal record, so our background doesn't have to be checked. Only bad people that have committed a crime need a background check to stop them to get something. ISIS, Hezbollah, FARC, IRS, IRA, IRA, nobody has done background checks on them. Nobody measures the length of the knife that they're used to cut the Christian's throats. When I was in Japan, a man cut throats of children, 10. Nobody said something about uh, outlawing the sushi knife. The whole thing boils down to it that the controlism of the king that governed us in our early days told us we should not have guns, so they tried outlaw them. We didn't have a powder horn with 10 rounds of gunpowder in a cow horn. They had big horns to carry a lot of powder. High capacity magazine, hollow points, everything under the Second Amendment shall, now, shall not be infringed. The controlism of the government and the people that are on the left, it's too small. Saturday night special. This is a shotgun, too devastating. It's a long range sniper gun. It's an assault rifle. Hey, what, what about uh, the machete that I held that the man said? killed over 100 people and this is an yeah neil i think i think you're bringing up i think the core of what you're communicating neil and i think it's good is that when we come to these these problems with solutions that uh target guns rounds bump stocks what have you um look at what's happening in the united kingdom uh, over and over again knife violence knife violence Acid attacks. That's happening in the United Kingdom, where they don't have anywhere close, if anything at all, to the amount of freedom we have to purchase uh, weapons like firearms. And so essentially, I think what Neil is saying, Todd, is is that all of these so-called solutions really don't tackle the core of, of the problem, are not confronting the core of the problem and that is that is if if we can't even understand that if we can't come to the place where we just recognize evil is for what it is todd we're going to we're going to do another show like this in a month or two again uh and that's it's just going to wash rinse repeat yeah. as we circle the drain none to and as if to make that point cosmically the the Dayton shooter ki- kills his own sister I have no idea if that was intentional or or random. 
but either way, the the chaos, you know, it it it, it thinks it's chaos thinks it's targeted, but chaos by definition, it, it is is not it can't stay on that target. It takes sanity to stay on target. So the chaos just keeps going on and on and on. And the people you think you hated and you think you killed, you just end up bringing everybody into the mix. Which, which is why, yes, focusing on any one thing, uh, like the guns, or just on mental illness, or just on video games, you, you, we have to go beyond all of them uh, to really... what. Lo- and in this day and age, when you're swimming in it, to all of us, increasingly, the chaos just looks like normalcy. That's the problem. We 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 yeah. we can't even see. We we shrug our shoulders. All the normal people just shrug their shoulders. I just don't want to get involved. I I don't know what else are we supposed to do. No, we are living in the mouth of madness right now. Everywhere you turn, degrees that none of us either want to admit or understand in anymore. And all your simplistic solutions are just going to let that bottom out even further. That's well said. Let's go to Roberta in Utah. Roberta, what do you have to say? have a concern about the mental illness uh, portion that's going to be passed or whatever. I want to ask this question. Um, I know a lot of veterans with uh, PTSD, okay? And um, how far does the mental illness thing go? Will they take their guns away? Will they take the guns away from someone who, say, is being a psychiatrist? I mean, where is this uh, mental illness declaration? Is it the left trying to get their foot in because once they start taking the guns away from some some people that are uh, not really mentally ill, but where do they draw the line? I want you know for mental. And illness. who gets to make that decision? Who gets to who who gets to yeah. uh, decide what mentally ill means? That's those are all right. those are all good questions, uh, Roberta. Can't really, you can't really just um, you know bundle it all into one thing because um, my husband is a has three um, purple hearts. He's a Vietnam veteran. He's PTSD. He's 100% disabled. And he has a lot of friends like that, but they're very good people. They would never think about doing Christians. And, you know, I, I just don't know where they're going to draw the line, but I would hope that they wouldn't start taking it away from, like, say... You know, somebody who's just seeing a psychiatrist for a while or, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, We've always had. Yeah. And the the whole thing, the the whole, I think, thanks for your call, Roberta. I think the whole point is who gets to decide what mental illness means, Steve, and who does not. If we started to go down that road of trying to screen people on the status of their mental health. And and while that sounds good, um, you know. Who, who gets to decide? Who gets to define what mental illness looks like in these circumstances? That's a, cons- a valid concern. Well, I, one, of the, one of the problems we have, and we're, we're in a no man's land right now, because on, on one hand, it, it's, we've got an opioid crisis. We've got a skyrocketing teen suicide rate. Um, these are all things that in terms of numbers and data are indisputable. They're, 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 they're facts, which therefore makes it more dangerous maybe than ever before to have private gun ownership when you look at those things. And then on the other hand, 
because of those things, it makes it more necessary than ever before to defend yourself uh, against a continually devolving culture. I mean, and and so we're we're <sighs> you can't. I don't. You, there's no system that can be devised against you know the unrepented evil that lies in a human heart. No, there is no foolproof system. So I understand that. We all understand that. But I think we're going to have a continually difficult time convincing our friends and neighbors who don't get into the the, the philosophical premise of, of the Second Amendment, trying to get them to understand that when... They're looking around, you know, for, hey, if, if we had our own Aurora, Colorado movie theater shooter, how quickly could I get out of here? Um, you know, where are the exits at my Walmart in my hometown? Aaron is a single age 21 plus young man. If you went down to the Court Avenue district to grab yourself a glass of bourbon on a Friday night, which is essentially the, the version of the district that was shot up in Dayton that yep. we have here in West Des Moines. Right. And when you start bringing things home like that, we better have answers beyond theoretical assertions, because I wholeheartedly agree that if the culture is going to continue to evolve, gentlemen, that's even more of an argument for the Second Amendment. That's even more of a necessity for you to be able to defend yourself. Right. But at the same token, if the culture is going to devolve, then. You know, I'll say this, man, I've made and, and if this makes me a bad conservative, I'll I'll bite the bullet. Point, pun, no pun intended. But when I heard you say that someone could just go and buy this kind of hollow point ammo over mail and have it shipped across state lines, I, maybe I'm, te- I, I, if I, if it makes me a terrible conservative, I know I'm not alone. So I'll go there. I'll, I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the bad guy. It's typically how these conversations always end anyway. And I'm used to it. I bristled at that. And I'm like, Really? Wow. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not sleeping well at night on that kind of knowledge. On the other hand, I don't trust government to almost do a damn thing at the same time. So we are in this drain circling. And I think this is one of the reasons we devolve into reacting to CNN, a network no one watches. It's a dog with fleas network. No one watches it unless they're held hostage in an airport with a delay. No one else watches. I think this is one of the reasons why we we devolve back to that counter clickbait because trying to map out what real solutions would look like and then asking the questions Roberta asked, do you really trust the same government that um, has that 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 is trying to decriminalize? self-destructive behavior all over the world as we speak. Do you really trust the same bureaucrats who don't know what a gender is? And, and if you show them that this puts you as a woman, Roberta, at higher risk of a creep getting into your bathroom and assaulting you, they don't care. They don't care. You really trust them to give you rapid due process as, as Trump's red flag laws today claimed you were going to get? I think we all know the answer to that question is no. But here's the other problem we have. We have problems with problems. 
the more our solutions, as we game plan them out, have a no answer, the more likely we will see the culture go for the more radicalized answers at the exact same time, which are meant to undermine the very premise of the Second Amendment. We cannot, we can't ignore that either. Well, the catch-22 that we're in, though, is that the answer, the only answer, is the one that the culture doesn't want to hear. Yes. Right? We had guns, I mean, daddy kept loaded muskets at the fireplace in America until about the 1930s, or loaded rifles. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. And, and kids were in one-room school homes until about post-World War I all over the country. You don't think there was any bullying going on there between 17-year-old boys and 8, 9, 12-year-old boys? Of course there were. Then how come little Tommy didn't go home with daddy's loaded musket, put on the, you know, the raccoon hunting hat, and walk into the one-room schoolhouse and just unload? Why didn't he do that? I don't know. I mean, racism was far more systemic and manifested. You know, white supremacy was far more systemic and, and manifested in this country 40, 50, 60 years ago. Why didn't we have these mass shootings then? I don't know the answer to that, except for the potential answer that you gave. We have grown more godless um, in response to evil. We'll come back, get to more of your phone calls here in a moment. Stay tuned. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze Radio TV and Podcast. I'm Steve Days. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. We're going to get to your phone calls here in a moment as we continue our attempt to have an actual serious conversation about what is more escalating mass gun violence in America. Two of the 12 worst sh- uh, mass shootings in American history occurred over the weekend. In fact, now a 22nd uh, person. Uh, died as a result uh, of what happened in El Paso uh, just within the hour uh, from what I just read uh, from wounds from what occurred at the Walmart there. All right. 888-933-93 is the number. That's 888-933-93. You can also email us, steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. We'll be getting to some of more of your feedback and calls in just a moment. But first, obviously you wouldn't keep a stoplight at your kitchen table because it would be weird when company came over telling you when it was time to stop eating. The good news is um, nature, your creator, gave you one in your own body. It's the signal that goes from the gut to the brain. It's got a long name, but its abbreviation is OEA, and all it does is let the brain know when the gut is full. And this is what is supposed to be helping us with our portion controls, uh, cravings, things of that nature. For various reasons, though, for too many of us, it just doesn't work as well as it's supposed to. And that's where Riduzone comes in. All Riduzone wants to do is put the OEA back in your body, not loaded with chemicals, stimulants, caffeine. It's just OEA. That's it. And right now you can try it using my name as a promo code to get a special offer when you use Steve at Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Who knows? This could be what's been missing in your attempt to reach your health goals. Riduzone.com. Promo code Steve. All right, let's try to have a serious, and so far so good, having it, what, what the majority of American media and politics isn't interested in. You may not like the president's advocacy of, of red flag laws today, but he did at least try to put something out there 
And already uh, Schumer and Pelosi have shot it down and said, hey, unless we have a special session to go to the bill we wanted in the House, then you guys just aren't serious, right? So, uh, but we're going to try to be the adults here, though, at Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go down to Arkansas next. Steve, welcome uh, to Blaze TV Radio and Podcast, sir. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Well, uh, this is one Steve talking to another Steve, except I'm 77 years old, and I've seen this kind of what I call the wussification of the American society. It shows a few examples, like of, of mothers protecting their child. This is in a Walmart. If you're in the food section, you're telling me that this guy's going to be able to shoot anybody if 30 or 40 people are throwing canned goods at him? And if he's anywhere near the hardware section, that there are hammers there and axes and all of this kind of stuff. I want to see anybody, including a professional soldier, be able to shoot at people, kill people at will, when hammers are flying out of his head. And I also believe, it's not exactly vigilantism, this person is trying to kill you. Why aren't there people running to the sound of the gun, knowing they're in Walmart, They've got hundreds of different items to use as uh, makeshift weapons. If these guys were caught off guard by people who are not afraid of defending the other members of their community and then have people with these little handheld phones that they've got take pictures as two or three or five or six of these people beat the offender to death. Once you see that picture on the internet, these guys aren't going to be so happy to, to go in there, shoot, 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 and then give up, and then have notoriety for 10 or 15 years before they're executed. Let the people take these, these criminals in hand and kill them on the spot. I don't want to know why he did it. I don't want his family to have a nice, clean body to bury. I want this person to be mutilated, because that's a, a, a very old tradition in mankind. When somebody does something dishonorable, especially this kind of murder, they should be mutilated. And that's my feeling. Right. If, people, okay. if, if people want to defend their society, they need to do it every day. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Steve. Gentlemen, your thoughts on what, uh, what Steve in Arkansas had to say. I mean, he's essentially wondering why there wasn't uh, take away some of the more f colorful language, but he's essentially wondering why don't we see more United 93 type of moments when these guys show up, for example. Yeah, one of the first things I told my roommates uh, over the weekend, and my dad always tells me the story of the Skidmore bully. Do you guys know about that? No. The Skidmore bully, he was um, just basically terrorizing the small town, I think, in uh, northern Missouri. And he was coming out of the bar one evening after uh, a few residents of Skidmore had had enough of this of this guy just bullying, uh, just being a menace to society. And I don't know, maybe a dozen men uh, waited outside this bar for him to, to leave, and, uh, and they all shot. And nobody was able to figure out who was shot, shot him, but it was a form of vigilante justice. And I said, you know, I, I know that this guy is going to get the death penalty, the, the El Paso shooter. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he is. I would, I would rather him get the Skidmore bully treatment, because then that's... You know what? There's actually some people who at, at, at some point, there's still some people out there who at some point would just say enough, enough with this type of injustice. Um, and so that's 
I, I kind of understand. I kind of understand where Steve is coming from, I guess. Let's go next to Connie in Florida. Connie, welcome to Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Your thoughts. Go ahead. Hi, Steve, Todd, Aaron. Hey, um, I've got three things. Um, number one, I need my parents to go ahead and step back up to the plate and start being parents, start teaching their kids morals, start teaching their kids values, and number one being the value of human life. And get them away from the video games, get them away from the violent TV, and step up and actually be parents. Get out there, show them the values. Then I'm going to need my religious leaders to get off their behinds and stop supporting this SJWBS. Or maybe not supporting it, but just letting it go by the wayside and actually start teaching what God intended. And I understand, and I know that that's what they're doing because I stopped going to church because I was hearing that and give me your money or we don't want you here. And I'm going to need my government to step back out of people's homes and stop, stop legislating how people discipline their children. Unless these people are beating their kids to death or, you know, just beating them unmercifully or starving them to death, I'm going to need my government to step out of these people's homes, let people parent and discipline according to God, and get them the morals that they need back in this household. It's ridiculous. I, All right, I, Connie. I don't, I, Thank don't, you. I don't get it. I don't think a lot of us get it. And that's why we're we're having this conversation today. Kind of a come now, let us reason together, if you will. Connie, God bless you. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. You know, I got a response um, from a, a peer of ours in our industry over the weekend about a serious conversation about this. And, you know, this person also brought up the angle of, you know, we need, we need that you're going to have a hard time preaching on good and evil given the way that uh, the church has been cordoned off to the intellectual ghetto in the culture. And then I wondered after I saw their reply though, what if we invited them back in? How ready would our churches be to take collectively, to take, to take the leadership on this on an institutional level? I, there's going to be good local churches everywhere you go. There's always 7,000 men in, in, in Israel haven't taken the knee to bail yet. Uh, Elijah. So there's always going to be good local churches wherever you go. But I mean, you know, systemically, holistically, in, on an institutional level, are, are, is the church in America ready to assume a role of intellectual influence in the culture again? And I kind of wonder that if that was the case, we might not even be needing to have this conversation that, in the first it. place, right? That's exactly it. I mean, we're... The callers, they're, they're, they kind of have a systemic rant going on. Uh, they can't just stop at one thing, and that's just telling you that there isn't 
one thing that is going to fix this. I, I kind of tangentially mentioned this on the show at some point, but I had a personal experience relatively recently with a, a school district official who uh, he and I, I had to pressure the school district to stop doing what they were doing because it, it was they, they weren't allowed to uh, by law. And the defense was for doing it was... M- I just want the, we just want a positive experience here. Well, so do I. But sometimes to maintain the larger good, you know, we the tough love mm-hmm. that certainly comes down from God. I'm talking about a secular school. It, it's abundantly necessary. But that was instructive to me about how, what people in positions of authority, whether it's parents, whether it's teachers, whether it's pastors, whoever, you're seeing it right now in, in the conservative movement in order to what they think the solutions are. And they're getting drunk on, S, drunk on uh, SJW stuff. They, they all just want a positive experience and so the amount that just the horses that have been let out of the barn in that name have gotten so far uh and that and that speaks to your issue about the church uh meet people where they're at wow sounds sounds really nice sounds like a hug so, so it's like, and it's a starting point but it's not anywhere close to the ending point and the lord himself will tell you that but we are just high on our own supply. I can't say that enough again. We, we don't, we're these fish swimming in the water. We don't even know we're swimming in it yet until we realize that. Because the level, this, this town needs an enema, folks. It needs, it needs that intervention that Steve's talked about with some of his friends where they didn't let, just let them go out and chase their kids. They said, no, 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 we need to learn some brand new, far tougher lessons. There's just no way around. You think people are prepared to go into the hardware ser- uh, section of Walmart when they hear bullets and fight back? People aren't prepared to do that in any way. Forget the bullets. For- Spitwads, they're not prepared to do it. They just want a nice experience. We're, we're broken to our core. Hmm. Let's go back to the phones. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Alabama next. Danny, welcome uh, to the Steve Day Show. Go ahead. Hey, Steve, how you doing? First thing I wanted to say is I'm a huge fan of you, Todd, Aaron. I mean, I've been listening to you guys since around 2013. Um, So a couple of things I wanted to address on this subject. One of your first callers had made the statement that, uh, you know, high-capacity magazines are something that shouldn't be infringed um, by our government uh, because of the Second Amendment. After um, Vegas, I was one of those who sat back and said, yeah, at that time, I didn't even know what a bump stock was. And I didn't understand why people needed it. I'm looking at Mm -hmm. the drum that this kid utilized up in Ohio. I'm ex-military. Okay, I spent seven years in the United States Army. I've served in Iraq and Afghanistan. The only people on the battlefield who walked around with drums of ammunition were our machine gunners, our 249 gunners, our 240 Bravo gunners. Everybody else is walking around in that squad with 15-round clips. You know what I mean? I don't understand why us as Second Amendment supporters are holding on so tightly to these novelty items, to these things that have nothing to do with the functionality of the weapon, to these high-capacity magazines. What's going to eventually happen is the people who are somewhere in the middle on these issues are going to see us refusing to give any ground whatsoever, and they're going to eventually gravitate to the left. And when they do, we're going to lose the argument altogether. We have got to stop being so hardcore about these small novelty items, about these high-capacity magazines that your average gun owner doesn't even own, doesn't use, doesn't play with. It makes no sense. 
Now, solutions that we could utilize that I, I think would be would be awesome. If you remember back after, um, I think it was either it was either after Parkland or it was after Vegas. David French wrote a really good piece where he was talking about things like gun violence restraining orders, which the way he laid it out in that piece, I thought was a very, very good job of mixing red flag laws along with due process. That, I think, is a really awesome solution, the way he laid it out. The second thing I think that we need to start doing, and this is on the media and guys like you, um, what Ben Shapiro and them dudes, the guys are doing over at the Daily Wire where they're refusing to mention these guys' name and give them the notoriety mm-hmm. and things like that they want. Yesterday when this thing happened, I had seen the shooter's name 15 times before I ever yeah, I saw the clip of that uh, soldier down in Texas that was out there trying to save kids. And I think we really have to look. There's been plenty of studies that have shown the amount of notoriety that these guys get feed into it. We've had several school shootings where the kids who have done mm-hmm. it had written about the kids that were in Columbine. <clears throat> and those incidents happened long before these kids were born. So we need to start having honest conversations about these things. Yeah, I, 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 those are all points to at least talk about and consider the the copycat factor you know, I um, my wife has me watching Mindhunter on Netflix this summer, and and what it's about is how the FBI, post counterculture, coming into the 1970s, was was dealing with something uh, new in the culture, and and that is serial killers just killing for out of uh, bloodlust. Um, out of uh, not, they're not after money. This isn't Bonnie and Clyde on a killing spree, or there was a famous serial killer in the fifties. I'm trying to remember who it was who went throughout the Midwest and had a girlfriend that he took with him. And and this, th- th- none of the other motivations were there. And these are people that are trying to work out deep seated psychoses, of, of, you know, related to um, their own sexuality or lack thereof. And they're doing things like mutilating, they're killing women and then mutilating the corpses. You know, and our culture has this huge uh, fascination right now with Ted Bundy. There's been like three different Ted Bundy movie specials just this year already. And what what's dawned on me as I've been watching this discussion taking place about what's what's happening, Danny, with these mass shooters, is if you were to watch episodes of Mindhunter, it's almost exactly the same conversation that they were having about serial killers in the 1970s. Okay? Almost exactly. And what does that tell us? What what's the what is really the you know a a, a stand a Sam Berkowitz who is in, who's getting off on the summer of fear that he instilled in the five boroughs of New York in the 1970s when he was assaulting people in their cars and things of that nature okay so that 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 serial killer uh, the aforementioned Bundy um, what that tells you is there's is two things this is this is maybe the next manifestation of of what has come out of the 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 counterculture to begin with i mean quentin tarantino of all people has a movie out right now i've not seen it but from what i've read about it the plot of the movie is hollywood as you know it now all of the glitz and glamour of traditional hollywood was was gone when uh charles the manson murders kind of ended all of that and 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 this they that was like the end of the counterculture uh in hollywood uh, is when they saw the extremes that it could be taken to. So in this last generation, we've had this massive break 
of moral absolutism, of moral certainty, along the lines of which you were talking about earlier, Tom. Mm -hmm. We've had this massive break with that. And then you throw in what Danny in Alabama was just talking about, where those who succumb to the most vile parts of that, of that, of that, uh, that cultural breaking point, they become household names. People still talk about Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. People still talk about the Boston Strangler, right? They become household names. What were some of the most famous movie characters when you and I were growing up? Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, right? Who were who were fictional, fantastical manifestations of this very phenomenon that began in the in in you know in the 1970s, coming out of the counterculture. So certainly publicizing them. Um, gives them an audience and a sense of satisfaction and acclaim and a platform. The problem we have with not publicizing them is that if their narratives can be used for partisan political points, as we had talked about at the top of the show, that's why you're not seeing a huge conversation today about the, in, in, in most of the media about the motivations of the Dayton shooter, because that narrative doesn't, his, his, his motivations don't fit the narrative that's decide, that they want. They have a straight white male in Las Vegas who's the worst mass murderer in American history. They're, they couldn't be less intellectually curious about what made him do it and why. But the one in El Paso fit, touches all of their soft spots, right? And so when we have a fourth estate that collectively is not serious about anything other than a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week get-out-the-vote effort, it makes it really difficult. I mean, we have a, a massive size platform here at The Blaze. The Daily Wire does too. And, and so when people like us try to do that, that's great. And it certainly doesn't hurt. But when, when, you know, when, when you got one sector out here trying to treat this responsibly, and you have all of the traditional sectors of media trying to use this as a get-out-the-vote effort, you know, to, for, for narrative casting... You know, I mean, it. they're still getting the audience that they want. You know what I'm, yeah, what I'm trying to say? I do. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's go to uh, to Donald in Michigan. Donald, welcome to Blaze TV and Radio Podcast. Go ahead, sir. Uh, yes. I'd like to talk a little bit about the guns, violence, and social media, the core issue. Mm -hmm. I'm 73 years old, so I've seen a few decades over the years to see prophecies fulfilling, I've seen governments controlling and various other issues that have brought us to where we are today. Um, first of all, I usually tell people the difference between a Democrat and a Republican. Not taught in our schools. I never knew about it. I used to vote for Democrats because they always told me. Yeah, we're losing. Let, let's, let's, we lost Donald's call there. That. So Let's today, go to another one. Yep. 888-900-3393. I was picking up about every sixth word there. And I've got him in, directly in my ear. So I have no idea what the audience was getting there. <laughs> Let's go to Diane in Pennsylvania. Diane, welcome to Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Hopefully your connection's better. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, everything that everyone has said so far has gone through my mind. But the thing that went through my mind, Steve, was what the founder said, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness and they're all under attack here it's not just gun violence it's violence it's a culture of death it's no authority in the home where there's no father who has boundaries set for their children a generation if you notice these guys are all of the last generation younger guys 
they have no they have no meaning in their life because they have no boundaries and and so this life liberty pursuit of happiness is gone nobody cares about it because it's all being deconstructed that's all i have to say and, and, and I, that's I that's well said show. diane thank you very much we thank appreciate it. that's very kind you know, one way if, if what Diane is, is, is diagnosing as a cultural malady is accurate, and I think to some degree we all agree that she's right. You know, one way that you would get a purpose, you know, one way that you would get meaning, commit a heinous act like this, right? Yeah. I mean, how many people knew what a Dylan Roof was the day before he walked into that South Carolina church in the middle of a prayer service and opened fire on those on those folks. How many people know what a Dylan Roof is now? Right? Yeah. So, let's go to Terry in Georgia next. Terry, you're live on Blaze TV radio and on the podcast. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I think that the, the forces that are trying to take our guns are the very same forces that unleash this evil against us. And uh, I just, if... If we, get, if we could give up every single gun tomorrow, it would be only a matter of time before Christians and conservatives in this country were treated like Jews in Nazi Germany and kulaks in the Ukraine in, 19, in the 1930s. And, uh, like, okay, we're, we are in a, a war, a spiritual war, a cultural war, a, a war across the entire spectrum, minds, ideology, what have you. And if we don't get a grip on this, if we don't start winning, then it's going to be bad. And uh, Christians and conservatives, this is just the opening shots. I mean, you said it on your show before. We're in a soft, nonviolent civil war. And this thing that has happened, it's, it could be the opening shots. And we have to be prepared for that as Christians, as conservatives, as Americans. And we have to, we have to prepare ourselves for it, for what's coming. Because what's coming is not good. And, uh, All right. I'm All right, sorry. Terry. Thank you for the call. No, you're good. Your connection was good. Do you guys have any thoughts on uh, what Terry had to say? Well, it, what he and many others have to say is why it's well-intentioned and it, it was bound to happen. We were going to be jumping on some kind of early solution, red flag laws. That They're, they're not going to work. His concern about who they're going to catch is, is certainly warranted. Uh, like, really, it, basically a red flag law just caught Mario Lopez for talking about three-year-olds and, and transgenderism, and, and that was not acceptable. So now you that's the environment. Forget just even targeting, going after people. We're just talking about the entire environment. The very same people in the, that, that allow—we know this guy in Ohio. He had a— it, I mean, he killed his own sister. He had lit rape lists of girls that he uh, dis wanted to um, uh, go after. He was he was disciplined. Uh, I don't know exactly for what he had, he had been suspended in, in, in school before. I mean, the, but we schools, public schools are full of, of of people like this. The environment is full where the line keeps pushed and pushed and pushed. Where you just try to get people through, get them that uh, degree. The, the, the same is true on every level of society how how do you expect anybody to to, to to when that's the environment to adequately apply something along the lines 
of a red flag law. I mean, this this guy's own mom is recently on social media post, oh, posing, you know, love my kids. Even the parents. Try to put yourself in the position of wanting to turn your own kid in. I, I just, I don't think people are really being honest. Um, I get it. Because I, I, like, I've had the same reaction to Steve on, on um, uh, Bullets before, too. I don't have that anymore because I simply, I, I don't think taking away one bullet or one weapon, and that, I know this in part because no one ever, ever, ever has the silver bullet, if yep. you pardon the solution. If we would have done this, this wouldn't have happened across the board. That, that does not exist. Well, we have had some. They haven't involved the guns. You know, the FBI was warned directly about the shooter. Oh, I'm at talking about weapons. Yes. But when not, it comes to, but we've had several. Uh, lo, no, what are they called? Known wolves, right? Yes. So we've had several of those. Okay. In fact, that was true of the Orlando shooter. That yes. was true of the Parkland shooter. Several of these are known wolves. That in the end, yeah. this the institution. And see, this is the problem we have. Is I'm very concerned. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm I am concerned about the idea that. Uh, somebody like this guy in Ohio can get mail order hollow point bullets uh, shipped to him across state lines. I'm really concerned about that. Here's here's my other here's my concern though with my concern. The same institutions that I would then therefore enlist to do something about that, to intercept yeah. those 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 processes, are the same ones that ignored Larry Nasser. Yeah, at I was Ohio just State. Say it. The yep. FBI can't even or at do Michigan this. State. I'm sorry, not Ohio State. It has a different one, and it looks like they've almost they've handled that one. That looks like the right way, but they ignored Larry Nasser for years at mm-hmm. Michigan State. Yes, they ignored the Orlando shooter. They ignored the Parkland shooter. We, we we've had to coin the phrase "known wolves" in order to do something about this. But they were great at 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 monitoring the communications at Trump Tower. Right, we we've learned that. Okay, they have, we have no motivation. We have the entire monstrosity of the United States Department of Justice that can't tell us why a straight white male, first of all, how he got up, where was, where was he, like on the 70th floor or whatever, 48th floor or something, of, of, of the most monitored real estate in America other than outside of federal property, the Las Vegas Strip is the most monitored, the most surveilled, the most secure, because more money changes hands there than anywhere else outside of a government building or Wall Street, for goodness sakes. And yet this guy with carried duffel bags and suitcases to create a kill zone in his hotel room on the Vegas Strip. And we don't know why he did it or why the cleaning people had no idea that this was going on when he lived in the room for three days. For three days. So the very same people, the institutions that we would intercept or we would ask to intercept this guy in Ohio from acquiring these materials are the same ones that have failed us comprehensively across the board in these other areas. I get all of that. But but we are left with a reality of a question we have to answer. We'll get to that. And more of your calls here next, live and on demand on The Blaze, 888-900-3393. Stay tuned. You know, a low credit score could keep you from getting some of the things you want most uh, in life, uh, even a new job. More and more employers 
are looking at credit scores nowadays, but certainly you're aware of how that can impact your ability to get a new car, a new home. And then there are times that even if you do get approved, you'll get stuck with a lot more punitive uh, interest rate than those with better credit have. Um, you don't have to keep uh, kind of getting this subsistence, uh, subhuman treatment uh, from the credit industry. Just call the specialists at creditrepair.com. Uh, they can help you work to repair your credit and improve your score by removing inaccurate negative items like late payments, charge-offs, even collections and bankruptcies. Here's the number for your free credit report and evaluation. 800-501-3199 is the number. 800-501-3199. When you call, you'll get a free credit report and score. And then you'll find out from creditrepair.com what they can do to help improve it. And you'll decide from there whether you want to sign up for the service or not. All right. Again, the free credit report and score is at 800-501-3199 for everybody except those in Georgia, Mississippi, Ohio, and South Carolina. Or you can just go to the website, creditrepair.com. That's creditrepair.com. Right before we go back to the phones, here's, here's the challenge we have, Todd, is the more and more this chaos leaves a lot of um, our escape from New York urban areas and ends up on a college campus at Virginia Tech University ends up at a Walmart in El Paso or um, at a watering hole in Dayton, Ohio. People are going to say, you know, I, I go to school at places like this and I moved to neighborhoods like this to escape the cities that the system has forsaken many, many, uh, those, those inner cities forsaken decades ago. And now the madness is, is, is here. We're the mouth of madness now. Somebody do something. If I agree, was it Danny in Alabama who called, who served in Iraq and Afghanistan and said one of his fears was that if we don't have some answers, people will go, and we've learned this on virtually every issue, healthcare, pick an issue. Pick an issue where if we don't have some policy answer that, that seems reasonable, people will go um, for, the, for, for government as mosaic-like deliverer. Right. Yeah. And I think that's I think we are rapidly approaching that point rapidly. I, I think so, too. But I the NRA it, is in disarray. Let's just be honest about that. It actually has to be reasonable. It has to actually be honest. It actually has to be efficacious. Otherwise, they're just begging for a golden calf. We're all we, we have the answer. It's God. And we we can try to pull our punches on that like we have for decades and make it sound cute or a little better. Um, But if people just want the golden calf, they want the golden half. And that includes the people who are frustrated and fearful. But if if their answers are always do something, but if it, well, how about this? Not, well, come on, that just seems judgy. There's no way around this. There's zero way around this. We can't smarten it up a little bit. Oh, to, I agree with that. To, fi- it, to finally make it, the it, thing it, that it's they... almost like it's cosmic that we had two of these guys yes. in the last tw- over the weekend that are from Different, that, that yes. fulfilled everybody's tribalistic exactly. narrative on every side. Exactly. It's almost like someone in the heavens is begging us yeah. to pay attention. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. I agree with you. I agree with oh, you. Oh, I know you do. I don't yeah. have any doubts about that. Let's go to David in Mississippi. David, welcome to the blaze. Uh, you're on the air, sir. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I, was, I was looking at these mass killings, and I think we're developing a new uh, class of, of mass shooters that are not going to be detected under normal mental health uh, policies. 
because they don't uh, they're not going they don't follow the normal mental health policy. They're not running around, you know, being dangerous to themselves or doing things like that. These are people who are de- developing very strong hate about certain issues or people or groups or whatever they are. And that hate just slow, eventually boils over and they run out and they go shoot up a bunch of people. It takes an awful lot of to walk up to a person and kill them. You, you know, it's not something a, a you or I or most normal people or 90% of the country would ever think of doing. So when we run red flag laws, all we're going to get are, yes, there are a few people that are what you could call mentally ill in one way or not that act out at some point in time, and they leave clues along the way that maybe you can track. But these people are feeding from off themselves and off the Internet and off people that feel the same way. You're not going to find them because they don't leave a, a big footprint. And, you know, because all they do is talk to the people that, that reinforce this hate that they have. And that way they're not, you know, unless your parents or somebody authority is actually watching what the heck they're doing, you're not going to catch them with red flag laws and you're not going to catch them under normal mental illness processes. So you view this, you think this transcends mental illness. You think this is worldview, that this is a manifestation of aberrant worldviews that, that is, is causing things like what happened in El Paso, for example. Yes, I don't really see that, you know, we always try to politicize it and say these people are on one side of the spectrum or the other side of the spectrum. But I, it, it, the only thing that that does is it kind of determines where you orient your target. But I think it's, right. it's more world anger than and the ability to, and, and also you have to be, this video game culture where where life is cheap, also plays into the fact that you can walk up to a person and not think anything about shooting them and or shooting yourself at the end because a lot of these people commit suicide at the end of their rampage or they want to be shot by the police. Um, very Only two that I know, Parkland and this one in El Paso, actually gave themselves up. Yeah, and he actually wrote in his manifesto that he did not want to get out of it alive. He didn't want to be detained when you read the manifesto he actually wrote that he planned on he, he that he he assumed he was going to get he was going to die in the in the exchange so all right thank you for the call david appreciate it i need to correct something i said earlier i misspoke on something by the way when i talked about walmart's policy um Alyssa milano had tweeted out uh early over on saturday night you know maybe if walmart didn't have it did you go out there and buy an assault rifle it, she specified a certain gun Okay, and that is the that is the weapon that Walmart has stopped selling. They stopped selling these about five years ago. Okay, so what what she was what she wanted Walmart to do on a specific type of weapon or classification of weapons, um, it, it had actually already done five years ago. Not weapons comprehensively, but that a certain style of a specific, a specific firearms. I just wanted to correct that for the record. Let's go to Georgia again. Let's go to Gene. You're next here on the blaze. Gene, go ahead. Uh, Steve. Um, Gene, are you there? I, uh, go ahead. Yes, sir. I just wanted to say that you said this kind of a while back that, you know, we are no longer a Christian culture. We're a pagan culture with elements or pockets of Christianity. And mm-hmm. a pagan culture cannot be, well, will not tolerate being confronted with truth. I mean, I can't remember the last time um, 
you know, I've seen any, I mean, the media or, or our representatives on either side, uh, you know, apply the truth to the problems this country faces. You know, I'm a, I'm a retired police officer and I got out just as soon as I was eligible because, you know, it, even back in the nineties and, and early two thousands, we, we, we just, we could not, we could not apply the truth um, because it just wasn't going to be accepted. And now people are afraid to just like uh, the, the actor that spoke about, you know, small kids choosing their sexual identity. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he will be made to care. Um, even the apology is not going to work. You know, um, he's going to be made to care. And so the church is afraid. Uh, the, the, the society is afraid. Um, they, uh, you know, and, and we just can't, uh, I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I'm a, a gun owner, but you know, if it would protect my five school age grandchildren, I would throw every one of those guns in the lake, but I know that doesn't protect them. Um, and you know, we have reached a point where even the church is afraid to confront the evil. And that's what it is. It's it's evil. I remember the last gun buyback we did before I retired. We in a two day period we collected well over three hundred and fifty guns. But the policy was that was that we had to ask no question about it. We didn't want to know. We just gave you turned the gun in and we gave you a a gift certificate. And two days later, I took them down to the local uh, scrapyard and had all of them cut up. So literally, you could go out and commit a crime, bring the gun to me, and we would destroy it. The very evidence would put you in jail. But it, but it read well in the paper, and uh, that's anymore what counts. So that's all I got to say. Thanks. I love you. Thank you, Gene. Thank you for your service, by the way, as a police officer. Same, I was remiss in not saying the same to Danny in Alabama, uh, who mentioned his service as a veteran earlier as well. And um, I, I think I think you can't help but link the Mario Lopez story with this, because the same the same people that you're going to have to use to to come to some form of policy solutions are the same ones who think drag queen story time is okay are the same ones who think that a three-year-old should be able to choose his own gender and if not then an aclu attorney tweets out this morning that children will die uh with that kind of you know heated rhetoric um i totally understand that people don't want to put their 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 own fates in, other, in, in such people's hands. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not recommending it. What I am saying, though, is we better be prepared to have a conversation with people about this at a level we haven't before. Because just the typical, uh, I believe in the Second Amendment, ain't going to fly when I don't know that my, my wife and kids are safe at the Walmart down the street. All right? You're not, we're not dealing anymore now with the CNNs of the world. You're dealing with your own neighborhoods now that are wondering, 
somebody do something about this. I'm, I moved to places like this to avoid this. Do we have answers for them? You know, and one of the things I, I thought of as I listened to Gene talk, in many respects, it's revival or bust. That's the, that's the, that's the global answer. That's been the main theme of this program for many, many years now. Revival or bust. In the meantime, what, what, what security safeguards do we offer? Because there's a whole, the other America, they have all the safeguards to offer and all the securities to offer at the expense of your liberty. Do we have any to offer that aren't at the expense of your liberty? I hope we do. Because if we don't, your liberty is going to be threatened more than ever before. More than ever before. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Joe in Florida. Joe, welcome to Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Go ahead, sir. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I won't take up a lot of your time. I understand revival or bust. Did we lose Joe? Sounds like it, yep. Oh. Got one. Are you still there, Joe? Go ahead. Nope. nope. He's gone. He's gone. Barry right. in California. Let's go to Barry in California. Sorry, Joe. Go ahead, Barry. Hello, guys. Um, hey, Barry. It, it seems to me that a lot of these people that do the shootings um, feel like they don't fit in. And I've seen a lot in uh, the media and in Hollywood where people write a book and say, you know, I felt like I didn't fit in. And we're given the idea that fitting in is normal. From what I've seen, not fitting in is normal. And if somebody says, I don't fit in, I feel different, it should be welcome to humanity. We all feel that way rather than you are different and uh, should feel like you fit in. And by somebody that is does not feel like he fits in, uh, feeling alienated because everybody else in the world does fit in, uh, I think that's not helping matters. Uh, my sister was very popular in school. I was at the exact opposite end of the spectrum and she told me years later that uh, she didn't feel like she fit in so if mm -hmm. she didn't fit in nobody did and uh, are we aiding um, thoughts and hatred and bitterness in people by giving them the impression that everybody else's life is rosy and you're the only one that feel like you don't fit in when everybody at certain times or throughout their whole life feel like they don't fit in. And then if you, you know, add the, you know, listen to uh, some of the mainstream media and uh, uh, white man is bad on top of, um, already feeling like you're different uh, i don't know where some of these guys their minds are going i it just seems like we're we're feeding uh information to them that make them feel alienated 
I think those are interesting points, Barry. And white man's bad unless it's the a shooter in Vegas. Then apparently uh, we, yeah. we pretend like it never happened. But it is fascinating that we have more emphasis on self-esteem yep. and self-actualization than ever before. And and so the message that is conveyed is if you are not always, as Todd likes it, just or said a little while ago, having a positive experience, then you know, you're not conditioned to overcome any form of suffering, to overcome any form of awkwardness that ultimately you're entitled to wholeness. You're entitled to pleasantness. You're entitled to uh, a level of esteem and actualization. And therefore, when the system that kept telling you that can't deliver, then the system it's in and of itself is, 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 is the enemy. And, and now you are an outcast of that system and you're welcome to do to it kind of whatever you would like. Real estate agent I trust was started several years ago because... Well, it's not always easy to find a real estate agent you can trust. Glenn Beck and some of his associates ran into this firsthand. That's why they started this company. And they learned the hard way that uh, you need to find an agent that checks three boxes. Someone with a successful track record in the real estate industry. Someone who's got a marketing plan other than the algorithm says, and let's do another open house. And then someone who's personable, returns phone calls, gives you an actual heads up, you know, when, when people want to come and see the home, things of that nature. Don't take it for granted that you're just going to automatically find this person. And also don't take referral services for granted because oftentimes those are set up with the premise of finding clients for agents. Real Estate Agents I Trust was set up with the premise of finding an agent worthy of having you for a client. If you would like to find a real estate agent that you can trust, just go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Gentlemen, you have any final thoughts uh, given the conversation we have at our audience today? Aaron, I'll start with you. Yeah, I really hope we're not doing this show again in two, three, four weeks, two months, three months. I really, these are shows um, for the audience and uh, for us as well, I'm sure, that are very, very sobering. And um, it's it's revival or rust. Pray, pray for revival. That means divine intervention. We literally need a miracle. You know, the, the funny thing about uh, cliches is that most of them are true. There's another one. We need a miracle. Our last caller had it exactly right. He was describing what I call the gated community effect. We are uh, endlessly soft. Uh, you know, the soft underbelly, our whole culture is that soft underbelly now. And, that I, you know, I have four daughters. I don't have any sons, but I pay all my daughters the respect of not allowing them to get drunk on this weakness. I'm lucky I have pretty good kids, but... You know, I hammer them on the things that need to be hammered on because they need it. They're human beings and letting them be choking on excusing their entire lives is going to end up in this for them and all of your kids, no matter what your best intentions are. Thanks to everybody for listening and participating in our conversation today. I thought it was very well done overall. Uh, until tomorrow, right here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.